Welcome to Soaring the Sky Glider Pilots Podcast. Hello, my name is Chuck. I'll be your host. This is episode 35. This episode is brought to you by Arizona Soaring Incorporated, the nation's largest provider of professional glider training. Since 1969, they provided training from initial private through CFI Glider and entry level through Advanced Aerobatics. Open year-round, seven days a week. More information is available at azsoaring.com. Today on the podcast, we welcome Luca Bertozio. Luca is an Italian born in Italy in 1990 and has already achieved over 3,000 hours of flight time. He has over 3,500 flights in aerobatics. His power experience includes 900 hours of PPL. He is also an aerobatic instructor as well as an air show pilot for Red Bull. Luca has seven gold FAI medals, seven silver FAI medals, four bronze FAI medals, and has the official Federation Aeronautic International titles of Vice World Advanced Glider Aerobatics Champion in 2011 with two silver medals. World Advanced Glider Aerobatic Champion 2012, four gold medals. Vice World Unlimited Glider Aerobatic Champion 2015, two silver, one bronze. World Air Games Olympic Champion 2015, two gold and two bronze. Vice World Games Olympic Champion 2017. Vice World Unlimited Champion 2018, one silver and one gold. Bertozio reached the best placement in a glider aerobatics world championship for Italy, Luca is the youngest pilot to win the FAI World Air Games in Dubai in 2015. Please welcome to the podcast, Luca Bertozio. Luca, so excited to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Chuck. Thank you very much. And it's my great honor and pleasure to, to talk with you and for this great podcast that I'm looking for since a while. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you very much. You have a very interesting aviation adventure that you've been on so if if you could start from the beginning where did everything get started uh basically i started to be involved in aviation when i was just 11 because my dad works still works in russia so i've always been used to uh, go to the airport and say goodbye to him because he would stay away you know abroad for like three or four months in a row so I was very sad when I when I was going to to say goodbye to him, but I was so happy when he came back, you know. So I was just a kid, and I realized that the only thing that brought my dad back uh, was was the airplane. So I just thought in my mind, if I stay on the airplane, I could stay more with him. You know what I mean? So that's how aviation infected me. And uh, from that moment, I started to be more interested in, you know, aviation subjects and start to study on the books. I bought uh, some books to study, uh, even if I was so young, but I was so interested in, in everything around this magic world. And my dream was, my idea, my goal was to become an airline pilot. And so I, I made my high school and then I got my uh, ultralight license. We got these sort of things here in Europe. And uh, then my private pilot license as well when I was 17. And then uh, I started to be a tow pilot to, you know, make some time building to, to get my commercial licenses. 
And at some point during these uh, years, when I was 19 or yeah, 19, between 19 and 20 years old, more or less, I, I just tried to fly a glider because I was towing gliders every day. And one day I said, OK, I want to try. <laughs> what does it mean to, to fly these, these machines? And the first, the first impression was it was so simple machine, but so difficult at the same time to fly correctly. And it was like, you know, uh, an instant that uh, made me feel in love with this. And uh, from that moment, I got my glider license, with some sacrifices. I, I got the licenses and just few weeks after the, the skill test, I made the, um, the first two national championships because during my training, I was I was already training for com uh, for gliding aerobatics, and so just after the the exam, I I, I won the the two national championship. Of course, the first uh, level of uh, of uh, <laughs> of difficulty, but it was a national title. So that's how the the thing start, and from that moment. Everything went so fast and so, you know, it was an escalation of, of moment and goals. Uh, after you, you got a goal like that at so young age, you want more and more and more. And so the year after my, my, my license in 2011, I was 21, and there was the chance to fly at the World Advanced Glider Aerobatic Championship in Poland. And for me, it was like a crazy idea because, I mean, the level was so high and uh, I just uh, got my license and get into, you know, this sport. And I only had uh, like seven months to prepare myself uh, to have a coach that could follow me and bring me up to the to the level. And I never went and never had the idea to compete in the, the world championship to score something different than the first place. That's my mentality. So. I put all myself on my efforts and, you know, <laughs> savings <laughs> as well to, to have a good training, to have the best coach around, which is uh, Shandor Katona, my actual coach. He's Hungarian, 82 years old, but, you know, it's uh, Ironman. It's an Ironman, really. So he brought me at that level. And in the first flight at the World Advanced Glider Aerobatic Championship, I scored the second uh, place um, in the program. So I got a silver medal for the non-compulsory program. And after that, I, I just realized, yo, Luca, you can do that. I mean, you can win the overall thing. And it was impressive because I hardly stayed up there in the ranking. Uh, but in, in, the end, uh, in the end, I couldn't reach the, the, the top because uh, the other pilot was, you know, flying way better in, in the unknowns program, which are the programs where basically you really need to have a deep uh, uh, knowledge of the figures and a, let's say a pretty good experience of competition if you want to to fly them good because it's a program where you have to fly a program where uh, all the figures have been selected by the other countries and pilots representative of course so you really need to be skilled and uh, it's not not just a matter of pure luck or you know your personal skill you just need to be trained to fly all the catalog uh, figures so i end up in the second place 
in my first world championship in advanced category. So I really believe in that moment that something was going on, something big was going on. And the next year, uh, 2012, I realized that there, uh, there were only two chances for me. Be better than the previous year, so just win the, the whole thing, or just be worse. And <laughs> for me, it was just <laughs> so clear that the option number one was the only one that, that could, uh, could happen in my life. And the problem was that I had, uh, I had not enough uh, you know, uh, savings or funds to, 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 to compete uh, in the World Championship, even because I wanted to, to train it, uh, to, to be trained deeper. And uh, so I made a, a fundraising and a lot of people supported me to, to have a very nice training. And my motivation was so high because I couldn't, you know, um, give up with this project and I couldn't, you know, just make make something which was different than the first place. So I I won four gold medals and the, the title of World Advanced um, Glider Aerobatic Championship. And after that, I realized that this was my dream, of course, but I had to find a way to survive because uh, that would be difficult that would have been difficult for the next years to come to, to continue because it's very expensive and challenging so i need uh, or a work or i need to make this become my job and that's how i that's how i made so i started with with emails with phone calls with projects and the first sponsors comes i've been lucky also on that uh, on that side you know my first sponsor was sparko very nice uh, company that made uh, me the flight suit and we started to to create this this image and brand of uh, let's say luca bertosio uh, gliding aerobatics and of course from the media side those years were the first where the gopro you know came up so and youtube was starting to to, to pump so i i started to upload videos to make my editing because i just wanted to share how beautiful is what I'm doing? Not, I didn't, I never had the, the the mentality to share what I'm doing because I'm the best or something like that. But just because this is beautiful, and if my videos can, you know, bring some other guy, uh, some other children to to do what I'm doing and to enjoy uh, the things as I'm doing, well, that would be enough for me. I I would feel so happy about and the next years well i i tried to to get short on that but on those but uh, basically citizen watches came uh, and uh, we started with a really professional image of professional pilot in the air show business and i started with air shows in 2013 as a, as a professional pilot so as a job i started with venice air show and then uh, all the others came up uh, Athens and uh, step by step up to the to the top level airshows and I can say that in one of the best moments I can remember was my first ever airshow in the United States which was Oshkosh and for me it was kind of a dream because you know you see those things and when you are there when you're in you don't actually realize how that was possible you know you don't you don't think about it. you just try to enjoy every instant every moment so after that, uh, I, I joined Sun and Fun also in 2018, uh, one year ago. And uh, for the rest, uh, I'm 
an unlimited flight instructor, so I'm running my, my business here in, in Bologna at uh, Fly Ozzano. It's a very nice airfield uh, with, a, with a historical plane collection from Stearman to Sea Fury to Yak-11, um, extra 330, and now I'm flying here with the MDM Fox, the best uh, aerobatic two-seater glider in the world, and of course training uh, with the Zwift S1, which is the single seat where I competed in, in Dubai and everywhere else where I, where I won the, the championship. That's short version. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, a, that is an amazing story. You're trying to build time because you want to be an airline pilot. So, you know, a lot of people do that by flying, you know, the tow plane, and then you discover gliders, and wow, that, that's wild, and then it just goes on to that. Yeah, I mean, flying gliders, uh, another, another thing that I forgot to say that, to mention is that um, I've never been so uh, interested or excited about soaring, but not because I, I don't like it, but just because it didn't... Uh, took my heart as much as aerobatics did. Because for me, aerobatics is, is, is the pure essence of, of flying the plane. And gliding aerobatics is flying the plane without any filter, without any excuses. You have no filters, you have no instruments, you have no, let's say, nothing else to think about. You just have to, to fly the plane and uh, manage your energy, your movements, and, uh, you know, the elegance that is uh, within itself of a glider is it's, it's something really magic. It's, it's not a, a fixed plate of carbon fiber that, move, that is moving in the sky. It's something which is like living in the air because it flex, it, uh, it weasels. It's, it's something so different than anything else. No vibration, just pure symmetry, no torque effect, no P-factor, nothing, just the air and a pair of wings so my journey is not from a to b like soaring uh, but is from myself my level my skills my my knowledge to the to the perfection you know is the push is the pursuit to the perfection what is really all about well luca if i could ask you speaking mm -hmm. of being yeah. in the air and doing the aerobatics if you jump you know if we were to jump in the cockpit with you could you kind of walk me through an aerobatic routine and what you need to do from the ground on up to the actual flying. Yeah, I can run you uh, through my airshow sequence of 2019, uh, which is, let's say, the evolution of all these years of aerobatics. So the, the sequence starts at uh, 5,500 feet above the ground in front of the public, about uh, three quarters of a mile in front because you always have to think that the people don't have to break their neck to see you. So you have to fly, let's say, 45, 50 degrees uh, above their eyes, which is very important for the uh, perspective uh, side. And my first figure is a horizontal heart. So I start in front of the public at uh, 80 knots and I put the, the first series of smoke on and I make the music start because my flight is always synchronized with the music and I actually listen to the music that is going that is playing in the cockpit so I can adjust myself in timing and you know positioning according to the music so 
The first figure is an horizontal heart. I fly straight to the public, turn left about 120 degrees and make the first part of the heart. Fly for around 20 seconds, then 90 degrees again left and uh, continue to fly just looking at the center of the heart where you can see the smoke uh, that I left just passing by uh, 30 seconds ago and then continue the left turn to close the heart and while I am in the center of the heart I wait for the music kick and I enter in an accelerated uh, positive uh, um, spin to the left uh, and I made about, uh, let me think about uh, one, two, three, four, four and three quarter uh, turn and I exit to the right of the public and at that point I make one and a half roll to the right and two per four roll to the left and then I pull again for a half cubanate and on the top of the half cubanate I make three quarter roll to the left until the knife edge position. From that position, I make one and a quarter positive snap to the right. And as soon as I stop it, one full positive snap roll to the left and I keep the 45 degrees angle. Then I pull out at uh, 140 knots. And the next figure is the avalanche. Uh, flown in a certain way that you can draw another little heart if you just fly it in a certain way. So from the audience uh, perspective, the little heart will just go inside the big ones that uh, is still there in the air, uh, drawn by the, by the smokes. So the perspective thing is super nice and romantic. People love it. And after that, I exit again, 130, 135 knots, a little bit to the right to take some place to get a little bit far from the public. I pull up 55 degrees, one quarter to the left and a complete negative snap roll to the left again. And this is my cross box figure because I realized that I don't like doing quarters down in, in like in a resty style in air show because it's, it's like, Mm, you know, I change my direction. Look at this. I would like the whole sequence is a unique movement, something like that, with pose, with uh, you know rhythm, but a unique movement. You never have. I I would never give the idea to the public that I am changing or that I am deciding something uh, different than what is the the flow that they perceive. You know, after that I come. Again, in front of the public, I have a, let's say, a joker figure, which is a role in front of the people. And I use this role to get closer to the people if the wind push me uh, so far, then I can use a role to gain uh, some, some feet uh, closer. And then uh, finally comes my uh, signature figure, which is the helicopter, which is basically a negative flat spin that you... Uh, which is induced by a positive snap row on a vertical line after one eighth of rotation to the left. So the glider basically is climbing, rotating uh, uh, flat in a left uh, negative spin. And as soon as uh, it makes uh, one and a half, one and three quarter rotation, 
at that point, an evolution of, of this figure that I managed to recreate in these years is to change from negative flat to positive left. So it's very cool movement. It's like a really nice movement that you can see in all of my airships. And after that, the altitude is about, uh, let me think about 2,500 feet. So it's time to think about the low part of the show where you have to uh, be more careful about the snap rolls, uh, managements, and uh, well, in general about your energy because you have really to, to, to think about what is going on now. So you have so many checkpoints from that moment on because uh you know with gliders uh, you can never <laughs> you can never change your decisions once you made them most of most of the time is like that so when you're flying low inverted fast you really have to to be 100% sure what you're doing so after the helicopter i come by the side again in the center of the box and I do the tail slide, negative tail slide. So I climb vertically, pulling 8G until I stop in the, in the vertical position. And from flying forward, I start to fly backwards. And you can see the smokes just changing direction from the cockpit. And that's one amazing moment from, from me as a pilot. And people always make like, wow, what is going on? It's flying backwards. And after that, I'm again on the vertical down this time and I push minus 6G to exit from vertical to horizontal flight, inverted flight again. And from that moment, I make a very nice loop, perfect shape loop. I try at least to do that in front of the audience, 270 degrees to the right and climbing, I will make a roll into the center of the uh, circle. And this figure is named the target. Because it's really nice to think about how a glider without an engine, of course, can fly a loop and then go inside of it and just pass through like an arrow. It's so cool. At that point, I am about, uh, let me think about, I'm about 700, 800 feet. And uh, what I'm going to do depends by the situation, by, by the wind, by the, you know, orographic <clears throat> sediments of the, of the field. So usually I always do horizontal figures. So basically I make some turns and prepare myself to make a four point roll or one and a half from one side and half to the other. So some horizontal roll to say hello to the audience and then uh, downwind and uh, base leg uh, gear down and final for the, for the active runway and landing in, uh, in front of the public. Let's say, and standing up on, in the cockpit. That's another thing that <laughs> I like to do because it's, you know, like Bob Uber was doing, it's, uh, let's say, something in his honor, in his memory, jumping on the cockpit and say hello to the audience. Yeah. Wow. So that's more or less what I'm doing. It's hard to imagine, but, you know, YouTube is full of this. So you can then <laughs> listen again this thing and follow up my show on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> so they can check it out if... Oh yeah, course, you know they want to check it out and see what you're talking about. That was a that's an amazing description though. I felt like I was right there with you doing doing uh, those moves. Yeah, my English is not so good, but I try because uh, you know it's it, it's harder with words than with uh, <laughs> than, than than to see it. I mean, so uh, if if they check it uh, on YouTube, uh, my air show sequences is easier to visualize uh, what I'm doing. Oh, and, I think. 
I think you did a great job. That that was uh yeah, it was very cool. Like I said, I felt like I was right there with you flying through those maneuvers. Thank you. How long does that take? You take off and then you do all your maneuvers and then you land. About how much time does that take doing all that? Ah, that's uh, th- that depends a lot on the topland machine, you know, that you got. So with the with the with the extra 330 LX that uh, I use for a lot of shows here in Italy and Europe. Well, it took uh, you know three minutes to climb to 5,500 and uh, about uh, four four slash five minutes from release to touchdown, something like that. Nothing okay, more. that's a lot going on in those few minutes. Oh yeah, it's super fast. I mean, when you are there, you you feel like the time is changing uh, the meaning. I mean, it's you got like a time compression, so especially in inverted fly or in negative Gs, five seconds are like 10 seconds. I'm not kidding. I mean, it's just what I realized in these 10 years of aerobatics. Just change the way you feel, the, the time passing by. And uh, another, another thing that I really wish to say is that there is a substantial and so huge difference between f- the mentality of flying an air show and flying a competition. This is a totally different thing from my side because in the air show you are kind of aware of your positioning, you're kind of aware of having the good, uh, you know, effect of the smoke with the light uh, to to find the right place to make the best picture because you are flying for the public, you're flying to uh, to give emotions to the to the audience, to the general uh, audience. While in competition, you are just flying to have points, to have, you know, good marks. So that's completely different way to fly, uh, style and mentality. And for me, I love them both. If I could choose for me as a pilot, of course, flying a competition is really all what I, what, what I need as a pilot. Flying an airshow is cool because of the, uh, you know, environment because of the people clapping their hands and say well done Luca but in the end is the pilot uh, satisfaction to fly a very nice program an excellent program and to fly better than the others so that's that's a good thing that I really wanted to to mention for your podcast so are you looking to do any competitions as far as racing later on or are you going to stay in the aerobatics well, my plans would be to fly the 2020 World Championship again, because this year I couldn't uh, couldn't uh, participate to the to the World Championship in Romania because I was so busy with my studies. It was not a perfect year with the sponsors, so I truly hope that next year I can be able to 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 fly again the World Championship in Poland. I'm sure you will get there. If we want to follow you and keep track of what you're doing and watch your flying, I know you're on Instagram. What are some good ways to follow you? Yeah, the best way is, uh, of course, to follow me on Instagram, which is now the, the, the main platform, to, the main social platform where I, I communicate. And then, of course, uh, YouTube channel. My YouTube channel now is kind of inactive because uh, I'm really struggling to, to create new videos because due to the timing because to edit a video takes a lot of time takes some good uh, 
you know, inspiration that I always have, but sometimes I don't have so much time. So to resume it, Instagram is a perfect way to follow me. I got a lot of information on my website, uh, bertosio.com or .it, whatever you wish. YouTube channel to see um, all the videos from, from the airshows as well. And Facebook, of course, my page, Luca Bertosio Aerobatics. That's the way. Oh, very cool. I definitely put those in the show notes and people can keep an eye on what's going on with you. Uh, back when I was first beginning my training on flying gliders, uh, that was one of the first places I went YouTube and I ch- was checking out your videos. So that was kind of my first exposure to Luca. But it, it was very cool and it was very inspiring and it just kind of pushed me to go further. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, people like you saying these things are one of the big reasons that um, that I'm, I'm keep doing what I'm doing, even if it's hard sometimes, because the, the behind the scene is something that is not on not always on Instagram, not always on the on the first, let's say, view of my activity. But the behind the scene is very hard. But I the, the result worth worth it so i will keep doing that and thank you very much for for saying that it really means so much to me absolutely it's those videos were quite amazing and some of my first exposure to aerobatics and i was just yeah i was wow (laughs) very cool stuff that you're doing lots of hard work but very cool thank you very much thank you appreciate now are you doing some instructing as well yeah in the let's say autumn and winter and springtime i am uh, i'm a flight instructor and i love to to instruct people to fly aerobatics and uh, i'm running here the the center with with uh, my my friends and colleagues in uh, in bologna so any guy who wants to to come here make a stage with me make a training session they are more than welcome they can contact me through my website and yeah, I mean, I can bring people from zero to to hero. <laughs> so if I could ask you, I like to ask everybody, and I know you've had some amazing aviation adventures and some amazing flights, but is there particularly one of them that maybe stands out? It could be from the beginning when you started flying gliders. Is there a flight that stands out that you that really struck you as wow? You know, what an amazing flight. It's not an easy question because. Uh, there, there were a lot of wow moments. I mean, really, every time I say, okay, this is the best, the next time comes another and say, wow, this is the best. So that's the good part of my job. But uh, what can I say? Well, after, after the release in Oshkosh, yeah, that was a moment where I realized, wow, <laughs> there's a bunch of people out there <laughs> looking at me. So that was, you know, I felt the all the eyes of, of the people watching me that that was a, a very nice sightseeing and uh, in competition there is a moment yeah uh, in 2012 uh, in, the, in the last program of the championship i realized that if i didn't make um, any big mistakes i would win so i realized that i made it and uh, that was a priceless moment there is a video on YouTube, I guess, where, where I'm screaming like a crazy boy that uh, saying like, yeah, we're world champion, world champion, something like that. That was that was probably one of the cool moments. Then Dubai, I mean, uh, all the sunset uh, where I fly 
when I fly in the sunset, I can remember the sunset over Greece, which was kind of so much red sky. It was impressive. Or just a few days ago, I flown near near Padova here in the north in Italy, and the sky was purple. Man, I never ever seen a, a sky so much purple when I was flying with sparklings and you know all the FX effects that I have on the glider. So every day is, is something that made me say, wow. So I know that you have to take a lot of safety precautions as a glider, especially as an aerobatic pilot. What would be some advice on how to be a safer pilot? Yeah, that's that's very important because safety is always in the in the first place of, of my routine. You have to start to analyze yourself how are you doing today? What's the mission? What's the environment? You know, all the classic things that you read on the books while you're studying, those things are super real because uh, they all count. They all means at some point. And your training is the most important item for your safety, most important filter for yourself, for your safety. So guys, for example, just to give you a short advice before the takeoff try to analyze where you are what are you flying what is going to happen in the next seconds minutes try always to analyze what would you do if the if is the really most important uh, suggestion that they can give you and that you have to think about what happened if i don't mean uh, by saying that, that you have to be every time so stressful about, uh, okay, now what happened if every time of your life during, during also a flight, because otherwise that, uh, the, the joy of flight can, could, sorry, uh, became like uh, a stress. So it has not to be like that, but take five minutes, relax, just take that time for yourself to think about what happened if, I don't know, I break the rope on takeoff, if a uh, windstorm coming or if uh, anything, take five minutes, analyze what you can and then relax and enjoy the thing because you already pass into your brain, your actions, your you know automatic motor programs that you're going to activate in case of any problem. So always work in advance of you know the situations. It's very important. Very good advice. Like you said, safety's first. And I know you being an aerobatic pilot have gone through so much to learn how to be safe. And with situations too. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> your you know, your maneuvers when you're doing like a flat spin, it's like wow, I don't even know if I could put myself into that so to get out of it, but I know you've been trained on what to do to yeah. do all those maneuvers. You know, I use a lot of simulator. Condor is very good to simulate uh, gliding aerobatics as well, not just soaring. So I really used a lot of it. So spent so many, so many hours on the simulator. So many. Condor is definitely great. I've I've used it myself in the winter time when I'm not able to get out there and fly the glider. And in the spring, I definitely feel like I'm more ready than if I hadn't done anything during the winter. Yeah, if you approach it uh, as a serious training, not just as a game, uh, of course it works. Yeah, I mean, your brain, our brain, cannot feel the difference between, an, you know, a real thing or something that you imagine. 
And sometimes imagining the thing, visualizing the thing is even more difficult than, you know, leave it from real. So, yeah. Uh, next years are going to be maybe a little bit different than what people is get used to to see from my side because I'm starting to become an airline pilot. So I truly wish to keep going what I'm doing and I will do my best. There will be some years, some, some months, some seasons where maybe I'll not be so present, so active as I've done now for 10 years. And next year, 2020, is my 10th year of aerobatics, so I'm preparing something special. And what else? Stay tuned, fly safe, and uh, fly with passion, which is really what it's all about. Luca, thank you so much for taking your time and joining me. I know you are a very busy man, so I greatly appreciate that. My pleasure, Chuck. It was very nice to talk to you, and congrats for your amazing podcast. Thank you, sir. And thank you for listening to another episode of Soaring the Sky. If you want to check out some pictures we posted of Luca, as well as our other guest pilots we've had on the podcast, love for you to do that at SoaringTheSky.com. And while you're online, as always, the SSA.org, a great place for some great information about soaring and a great place to find your first glider ride. Instagram, social media, we're there, as well as Facebook. Soaring the Sky podcast for both of those. Once again, I would love to hear from you. If you're a pilot, you have a story to share. Chuck at SoaringTheSky.com. If you're a listener and you just want to say hi, feel free to drop me a line. Chuck at SoaringTheSky.com. We hope you join us next week for another great guest right here on Soaring the Sky. <laughs>